Welcome again to the Strange Brew Podcast. My name's Jason Barnard. That was The Jam, Girl on the Phone, the opening track from their Setting Suns album. I've got the great pleasure today to welcome Bruce Foxton here onto the Strange Brew. From The Jam, we'll be embarking on a 40th anniversary tour of Setting Suns. And we'll hear about Setting Suns and a few selected tracks from Bruce and from The Jam across this podcast interview. So let's hear my chat with Bruce. Hello. Hello, is that Bruce? Yeah, is that Jason? Hello. Hello. <laughs> Pleasure to talk to you. Yeah, uh, sure. <laughs> You're embarking from October to December on the From The Jam tour, which celebrates the 40th anniversary of Setting Suns. Yeah. Are you just looking to build on the success of all mod cons? Or you, I think the, the album as a whole, Setting Suns, is a little bit harder and tougher. Is that something you'd recognise? Yeah, yeah. well, I think that just reflects the kind of songs. And, uh, yeah, I think the, 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 the harder sound is just a reflection on the kind of direction the songs went. But um, mod cons was pivotal for us because it was really a make-or-break situation with the record label. I think if they hadn't have liked what we came up with, I don't think we'd have been on Polydor Records anymore. So we knew All My Gods was a good album, but you know, you'd never know what the powers that be, i.e. the label, were going to say. But thankfully, they, they agreed, and it was a, a, a big hit for the band. And, you know, in terms of moving on, Send Sons, it is a harder-hitting album. We never looked at it, oh, we've got to come up with All My Gods 2 or whatever. Our remit, so to speak, was just to hopefully continue writing good songs and, and challenge ourselves a bit more individually as musicians, you know. And the big single from Setting Sons with Eaton Rifles. Yeah, that was the, uh, the, I think it got into the top three. That was our first big hit, yeah, which uh, obviously we were very pleased about. What was the process when Paul presented a demo to you? How far advanced would it be and, and what would you and Rick add to that and how would you shape Shape it. Well, obviously there was no drums or, or mm. uh, finished bass lines on there. I mean, setting suns, because of the pressures of the music business at that time, and when you're when you are successful, you know the label wants a, the next album and the next single, and you've got to keep going. And um, a lot of setting suns, Paul was like recording a rough version of each song right. during the day. And then in the evening and through the night, Rick and myself had the opportunity that we could try and work out our relevant parts. I might work out my bass lines and he could work out his mm. uh, various drum patterns. And then the next day, we'd try and put it all together, basically. So it was kind of, there was a lot of pressure on us at, at that time because we didn't have the usual couple of weeks pre-production or whatever, you know, in a rehearsal room. Um, we kind of got on with it in the studio. 
Yeah, so a very quick process where you're just turning round. Yeah, I mean, it was, you know, the jam were always pretty quick. We didn't, you know, we we didn't see, we needed to be recording an album and mixing it and taking a year or something. You know, we'd have lost interest in it by then. Yeah, we were pretty quick workers. To capture it there and then, you know, a year down the line, you know, we might say, well, actually, we don't like that song, don't like that song, don't like what I'm doing there. And you just keep going around in a circle. Yeah. 
having the tough focus on setting suns gives you the band a chance to play some other tracks that don't always get an airing you know tracks like thick as thieves which for many fans their favorite what are you saying like what because we're doing the 40th anniversary we'll get a chance yeah well i mean yeah the the the, the way it's going to work is um we're going to do the setting sun album from start to finish you know from a side to b side or whatever you know yeah we're going to do it in its entirety and Literally in between interviews today, you know, I've got 10 minutes here and there. I'm, I was just running Girl on the Phone because a lot of these songs I haven't played, well, since the <laughs> 35th anniversary. <laughs> um, and they're great. You know, Wasteland is a, is a lovely song. Yeah. And we were in full band rehearsals yesterday and it, it sounded great, you know. And Burning Sky, that's quite a tricky one to for us to relearn, really. There's a lot of sections in that. But they're all songs that, we don't play that often, and like you say, um, uh, thick as thieves and that. Um, again, in rehearsal, because we they've had a bit of a layoff. It's maybe a bit like resting a, <laughs> a footballer or something. You know, um, it's it's great when you haven't played some of these songs for three, four, five years. You come back to them with renewed enthusiasm, and and it, it shows. It sounds like it. You know, it's quite exciting to play them again.
challenging for us as well. You know, we're not just on a treadmill playing the same old songs day in, day out. You know, we're now going to do the album, Setting Sun's album, and then some other album tracks and some singles, you know. Yeah, because like, tracks like Little Boy Soldiers, which have got kind of movements that must be a bit more challenging to, to play and, and keep things fresh. Yeah, it is. I mean, uh, yeah, um, Little Boy Soldiers, we um, had played it, you know, we go out earlier part of the year, we got, went out on an acoustic show, so it's just Russ, myself, and now we've got the addition of Andy Fairclough on keys. And we, we actually did play that song. And sat at his kids, etc. You know, and um, it, it was lovely to do because they have had a rest. You know, if anything, mm. yeah, we want to keep it fresh for us, which in turn is fresh for the audience. Whatever songs you're playing, so it's quite good sometimes to give, you know, two or three of them a a, a rest. It's funny how you never knew what my name was. Our only contact was a form for the election.
how are you um, playing Smithers Jones uh, live in when, when you're playing Setting Suns? Because obviously the the version on that album had strings on. Yeah, well, it's a, a bit of a surprise, but we um, our keyboard player brought his mel- Mellotron down to the rehearsals yesterday, and uh, we've come up with a a hybrid of how it was recorded as a B side on When You're Young, and uh, ah. also the orchestral version. So. It's a little bit uh, of, a, of a surprise, I think, um, the audience will, will feel. And uh, I think it sounds beautiful, this new... Uh, we've never played it as we're going to play it come this tour. And I think it, it sounds lovely. And uh, the whole of the band were very excited about it when we were rehearsing it yesterday. Whose idea was it to um, re-record Smithers Jones for Setting Suns with, with strings? Yeah, that would have been uh, Vic Smith or Vic Coppersmith Heaven, you know, the producer... Um, I mean, me personally, forgetting the financial side of it, but I was just so chuffed to for it to be considered, you know, worthy of going on the Set and Sons album. Yes. And when Vic suggested an orchestra, it was like, wow, you know, and it was such a... We did it at Air Studios in... Um, it, it, well, basically above Oxford Circus uh, in London. And um, it was a, a thrill to see these real old boys but you know great orchestral players um playing along to smithers jones you know it was a yeah i was proud of it here we go again it's money at last he's heading for the waterloo line to catch the idea Take a seat, take the weight up 
and I had to mention uh, News of the World, which is yeah. uh, that 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 uh, that's in the set at the moment. Um, we haven't. When I say it's in the set, it's in the set today. Come you know October when we embark on the Setting Suns album tour. Um, I'm not sure if it'll be in there. It depends how many songs we need plus the the album Setting Suns to to fulfil an hour and a quarter or an hour and a half set. But it goes down well. What was the process for choosing that as a as single? Because that that's uh, one of your tracks as as opposed to to Paul's. Yeah, yeah. I think, and it's only my opinion, but mm. at the time, I think the rental company wanted something from us, and um, Paul hadn't come up with you know the next hit, so to speak. Not not he hadn't come up with a tune. Right. So. Again, everybody, it was very democratic in, in the Jan days, you know, everybody agreed that News of the World was good enough to put out as a single. Um, Paul didn't oppose it, you know, and uh, so we went with it. And it didn't do bad, in terms of chart position anyway.
another track in a, in a similar way that you're, you're on lead vocals for is uh, David Watts. Yeah. How was it that you ended up singing on it as, a, as opposed to Paul? To be honest with you, I can't quite remember. It was just that we were listening to the Kinks album, I think it's called Something Else, and uh, yeah. the, their original was on that album. Um, you know, we played it live, you know, we thought it's a good track to play live, and it was probably Paul would have suggested that I, I play I sing it, rather. Um, right. You know, and it, and it worked again, and again, the company were were happy, the record label were happy with it. And I enjoy singing it, and, it, and it's one of our, well, in terms of festivals, it goes down a storm. You know, we kind of have been doing a lot of festivals, Let's Rock, they're called, and uh, Rewinds, and um, yeah. we open with David Watts, and it just goes down a storm. It's a great festival track. <laughs> recent you reconnected with paul played on a few tracks on wake up the nation like fast car slow traffic yeah what was the the process working with paul in the studio like compared with the jam days it was like the old days to be honest with you um you know paul uh, we'd been in the studio and he played on a couple of tracks of ours and um you know he just said would i be up for playing on these couple of songs and uh 
it was when my wife was very ill. Well, I was in Israel, actually. My wife was having treatment there, and uh, I was working on, because obviously there were long days there when my wife was seriously ill, with long days, and it was a bit of light relief to be able to come back to, we rented a, an apartment, to come back and do something totally different to hospitals and specialists and clear my head a bit. Mm. And I was able to work on them abroad, you know, and uh, I, they sent me the tracks basically without any, any base on. They sent me the tracks. I then could just sit, play along with them at this, this apartment. Then I would record it, what my ideas were and sent it back to Paul. And he liked what I'd done. So then, we came, went into his studio, Black Barn Studio, and uh, I did my bit. And it was like the old days with Paul. You know, we just got on, we had a laugh, we got the tracks done um, that he was happy with. Uh, it was more, there was, I've never seen so many people in the control room as, as when we did that session because hmm. I think hmm. everybody else, like family members and people that worked at the studio were just really keen to see Paul and myself working together in the studio again. You know, there was a great expectation, you know, of what we were going to come up with. But as I say, at the time, he liked what I did. And, you know, I played Fast Car at the Albert Hall with him, which was amazing. That was an amazing night. On his believe it was his 50th birthday, you know. So it's all good with Paul and myself, you know. We're, we're good friends and, you know, we're, we're in touch not that often, but when we are, you know, it's like the old days. Continued that collaboration with your your own record back in the, yeah. the room. As I say, we 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 recorded both back in the room and the, the follow up album, Smash the Clock. We they both recorded at, again at Paul's studio, Black Barn, 
that's Paul's studio and his office. And obviously he would pop in occasionally to do some Paul Weller business. And he would stick his head in. And, you know, on one occasion he did that, say hello, and just asked him, you know, you up for playing on a track? And we played it to him and he went in the studio and came up with some parts on the spot, which he's very good at. And it was it was lovely and a, I'd say a, almost an honour to have him play on both those albums. You know, he did a great job and he's just such a talented guy that uh, it was fantastic. The standard of material on both those albums, you know, tracks like number six on, on Back in the Room uh, really do stand shoulder to shoulder with some of that gem material. Well, yeah, we, we realised that ourselves, you know, when we went out and played live shows, you know, it's always tricky to put a new song in a set you know uh, whether it would have been a jam song or a Bruce Foss and Russell Hastings song um, is it going to work with the great songs that we've got either side of it you know and mm. it, it it kind of was a, a, a smooth transition really it kind of people that came to the shows just just enjoyed it and it wasn't a problem like, it didn't stick out like a sore throat thumb like my god What's this? You know, this ain't very good or whatever. It was. They were well received. Did I say particularly number six?
And then for the final track, would you want to sort of um, propose a, a track for me to feature on this podcast from Smash the Clock, given it's your, I think, your most recent album and, and again, very well reviewed? You know, for me, there was an opportunity to air my grieving about losing my first wife, um, where, the, you know, there are times to make me happy, you know. Um, maybe not one of the strongest songs on the album, but it was nice to air how I, how I felt about losing my wife. down sandy lane that, that's beautiful it's got a lovely flute on it thank you so much for taking the time to speak to me bruce it's a pleasure and i wish you all the best with from the jams setting suns tour as well as the new material that you've been doing that is on a power with that so thank you well thank you very much i mean in terms of 
Oxen and Hastings, you know, we will be recording another album. It's just um, time, you know, to fit it in between, you know, tours and, you know, we do like to have a bit of family life. Yes. So it's a question of sparing the time to get into the studio, but we'll probably go back to Paul's again. But yeah, at some point there'll be another album anyway. But thanks for your time as well. Brilliant. All right. Take care. Take care. And you. Bye. for listening to the strange brew podcast if you do like the show please consider a small donation to help keep the show archive online it's been almost 10 years since i started the podcast and hosting fees are increasing over time all your support keeps the show running and helps me get amazing guests to support me just go to the strangebrew.co.uk where you'll see a donate button on the homepage. thank you very much Plus, any reviews on your podcast services help to spread the word too. Thank you.